Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes and industry legends. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Winter vacation is calling. The Icon Pass unlocks powder playdates, breathtaking views, and unique mountain adventures across the world. It's not too late to have the ultimate winter vacation. Drop in now. Last chance to buy is December 12th. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. I'm Amy, of course, and today on the podcast, I am joined by Cam Fitzpatrick. Cam, welcome hey to the podcast. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm stoked to be here. Nice. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. And um, where are we right now? We're actually in my hometown, Jackson Hole, yeah. and uh, I'm excited you guys are in town. Yeah. I'm glad the TGR thing worked out for all of us to yep. be. I'm here for the TGR premiere, I and uh, I thought I'd swoop you and grab you and chat to you for yeah. a little bit. It works out. Um, you grew up here in Jackson, correct? I did, yeah. Yep, born and raised, and uh, it's kind of rare, actually, mm -hmm. these days. You don't totally. really find that many people still living here. Unfortunately, it's kind of tough to live here, but... Um, I'm lucky that my parents were here for a while before me, and then, yeah, been really lucky to have grown up in this amazing community. Yeah, for sure. I would say like growing up on this mountain and the combination of the mountain and the people here, like how has that influenced your life into becoming a professional snowboarder? Yeah, I mean, there's just so many amazing athletes here. It's really you know kind of the top of the line in a lot of aspects of snowboarding and skiing and mountain climbing and and everything, and having like the you know, idols I've looked up to like Travis Rice and Brian Aguchi and just being able to go out in the mountains with them. And then also just the community is so like supportive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're lucky for sure. This and it's such a small thing. It's such a small town and everyone knows each other and it's good. This community yeah. lives and breathes it. Yeah. I've got sure. to ask you though, you, how do you, I mean, how does everybody in this town just boot pack so dang fast? <laughs> like, so help you if you take a breath on a boot pack. Here, yeah. you're like, you will get pushed off the way. Yeah. Like, don't stop. I know, it's intense. It's People intense. People here, they just have great glutes, huh? I know, yeah. I don't know what it is. Just, just something in, in the, the water. water. <laughs> I think it's something in the water for sure. <laughs> oh, man, that's it's always I always the thing with me, Jackson. I'm like, oh, God, my hiking game better be strong. Yeah. Um. So this was your first time ever filming with Warren Miller. Yep. Correct. Yep. And you got to film here in yep. Jackson. And what, what was that like? Because you've filmed with Absinthe and you filmed all over. You've been everywhere. But what was it like to film um, for Warren Miller, but also here on your home mountain? Um, I mean, it was a great opportunity. And I can't thank Jackson Mountain Resort enough for, you know, inviting me to do it. It was a huge thing. And um, as you said, I've done a lot of stuff like Absinthe and, and filmed with Travis for his movies. And it was such a different dynamic of production and it was really fun actually mm -hmm. like the crew was amazing and we went out every day for two weeks straight and we actually had some of the best conditions I've ever seen here like snowed constantly for a week and then it was sunny for a week so you can't really ask for that's like perfect better and conditions you so. were working with Tom Day was your yeah. primary cinematographer yeah and then Jeff Wright as well who's yeah. my roommate yeah. By the way. yeah 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 I love Jeff <laughs> and Tom is just like a wizard in the mountains yeah he's awesome I mean he it, like it goes to show he's been doing it forever and the like shots he sees and, and he just takes so much time on individual shots. And I mean, it's a lot of work. Like during the day, you're just oh, constant yeah. 
like making sure you dial this point and this turn and you know there's yeah. a lot that goes into the turn tom doesn't let you rest yeah no he rest but i like it yeah i like no, it's good like that's that. why he is just the master yeah. did you guys get to did you get to film anything that like you hadn't filmed or ridden here in jackson before or was it all like stuff you've been on before no actually i don't ever really explore like jacksonville mountain resort that mm -hmm. was kind of the point we were going to do a lot of stuff like based at the resort and then out like out of the side gates, you know, mm -hmm. side country. And I was with Forrest Jilson and Kate Zeliff mm -hmm. and just following Forrest around who has a lot of experience out, out of these gates. Like yeah. I've, I've not seen train like that here in a long time, you know, yeah. and it's cool so to that's like, exciting. yeah, it was really cool. I mean, following skiers for two weeks is a lot, like <laughs> a lot of traversing, but, yeah, but, that. uh, I made it and it was really cool to see the terrain I haven't seen. And it's just even right in your there. own yeah. backyard. Cause we always just go like down South and yeah, and snowmobile for miles and yeah. miles and miles. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a gorgeous yeah. place. Yeah. Cause that part of it's awesome. The pass is awesome. And yeah. Of course the resort's awesome. Yeah. No, we're really lucky. So it's cool to, it was really cool to experience the train that I it's been there my whole life, but Sweet. I've never really been able to get there. Well, I can't so. wait to see it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It was I'm really excited. fun. All right. Well, um, we're not going to talk about snowboarding or skiing or snowy mountains anymore. Are you oh, good with that? gosh. I know. It's hard. That's all That's we talk so about. That's so hard for... That's why That's I did so... this podcast, because no, as it's athletes, like, we obsess over it. it, and there's more to us yeah, than, than that. So sure. it's called the S word. You can't say it. You owe me something cool like cookies or beer oh, or something gosh. if you say it. So. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I'll try. No S word. No All right. S word. So my first um, question or what I want to know about that I got to kind of experience the other night at the premiere, um, what is Bar Sip Bar? <laughs> um, I'm glad you got to experience it. That was a it was awesome. really fun thing. Yeah. Uh, so my girlfriend and I have been bartenders for a long time now at restaurants. We I work at Teton Thai here in mm -hmm. the village and she works at Teton Tiger. Uh -huh. So it's like a family restaurant and she's so good at like mixology and, and doing cocktails and stuff. And mm -hmm. we decided to take it into our own hands and it, like it started out being like a sloshy thing. Like these sloshies are so big in Jackson. Can you just explain to everybody what a sloshy is really? Yeah. Because yeah. this is a reason to come to Jackson. I'm yeah, tell you I guess. This right now. I mean, <laughs> We call it sloshies. I mean, it's just really frozen cocktails, but it's super... Yeah, but they're super... in the gas stations yeah, everywhere. It's like a everywhere. sloshy way of life. Yeah. And I've never seen this sloshy style yeah. anywhere but here. I mean, yeah, it's anything you want. Like it's you an alcoholic make. Slurpee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're delicious. Yeah. It's pretty much like if you went into 7-Eleven. And the Slurpees and were alcoholic. Exactly. But it's at like all the grocery stores and gas stations yeah. all over Jackson. Yeah. So we event... Like, that's kind of how the idea turned like into itself. And we... I wanted to do like a sloshy cart. Mm -hmm. of some sort, you know, mm -hmm. and do to like farmers markets and people's markets and stuff. But ended up being, we were just like, let's just do the whole thing and like be the whole bar experience. Yeah. So we ended up renovating this like 1990s horse trailer mm -hmm. into a bar and we did all the renovations ourselves and it, it was really so cool. cool. We also just do setups like at people's houses. We'll just go in and set up a bar. And so I imagine you do a lot of like weddings and private yeah. parties and stuff too. Yeah, a lot of weddings and September has been really crazy. And we got to do the TGR Fest. Yep. So that was a huge one for us. And we had actually four different bars at that one festival. So wow, that's so it's cool. been a trip. I mean, it's our first summer, and I I can't believe it's even going this crazy. Like we didn't expect to be this busy, but that's really cool. Yeah. What do you think, like? Um, you know, when you're jumping into a business like that and starting a business like that, 
what is your like advice for that? It just seems so intimidating, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning so much and I'm trying to get advice from people that are running businesses like the owner of Teton Ties, Sam Johnson and uh, Ryan Hayworth are really big. Um, they give us a lot of advice and like Willie McMillan has helped us a lot. He owns Bluebird Wax. And so, I mean, it's definitely a new experience and it's a lot different than I'm used to, but it's also cool because you can take what we've experienced you know, I can't say the S word, but with our profession in the, you know, the mountains and stuff and like working with businesses that way. Yeah. I think it helps for sure. Like the being organized and the business side of things. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I could see that. Yeah. So then I also want to know, I don't want you to like give away any secrets or anything, but can you tell me and the (laughs) listeners like your best DIY home cocktail, like, but like a good cocktail, not just like you know, gin and tonic. Like yeah, no, cool. those are pretty basic. But I actually love tequila sodas. But uh, I'm I'm a huge pink drink fan, like any kind pink of pink drink. drink. Yep, not scared of the pink so, drink. So, like, how would one go about making a pink drink? I mean, I think, I don't know. Honestly, Give me if you drinks. do, like, a, not really pink, but if you add bitters to, like, lime and tequila. Oh, and is, ice, that, is that, like, the secret to make This it? is a good drink. You should... It, it, this one's really simple too. If you make like a honey simple syrup, which is just like honey and hot water. water. Yeah. And then you do some lime, honey simple, uh, tequila or vodka. Mm-hmm. Shake it with like two dashes of bitters. It's mm-hmm. like one of the better drinks you can have. Very with simple. Lime. With lime. Just yeah. on the rocks. Yeah. No soda or anything nope. else. Just no like soda. That. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's what I'm and talking about. And the bitters kind of gives it a little, it, it's a cool color. That's yeah. Like an Almost pink drink. drink. Almost pink. Light pink. But I like Cosmos, you know. I'm, I'm not oh, scared. Oh, yeah? I'm not scared. Okay. Yeah. Next time I'm I don't need, you, like, a I'm whiskey drink. I don't need to prove myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to be out with you. Some, yeah. Somewhere on the tour stop, yeah. let's go get Cosmos. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. <laughs> All right. To. Cam and the pink drink. That's what yep. I'm talking about. I yep. didn't know this yep. about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Only my employees know that, or my coworkers. Pink drink. Yeah. I like yeah. it. So. I like it. There you go, world. <laughs> All right, Cam, what would you say your best quality is outside of your abilities on the snow? Um, I don't know. I'm really, I'm a, I'm a clean freak. I'm really organized. I like to be on point and I'm always, or at least always try to be on time, even though I was a little late for this podcast. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely, I don't know. Do I you love. have any like, cause I love being organized too, Yeah. but do you have any like advice for being organized or like things that you like implement that is like, Hey, this like helps me stay on top of my shoes. Uh, I don't know. I'm always constantly like busy brain though. Mm-hmm. Like everyone always, I don't know. I think it's a bad quality and a good quality to yeah. be like busy brain and always trying to do things. And I do a hundred things at once or, you know, trying to You're high do one thing and then do the other at the same time. So, yeah. um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm working on both of that, or all of that, so. Have you heard know. of Maria Kondo? No. She's a famous Instagram, well, she's a famous organizer. She wrote okay. a book, oh. and then now she's like an Instagram sensation, and now she has a TV show. Gotcha. And she's got a wicked folding style I think you should check out. It's called like vertical folding, and so you put everything in rectangles, and you put it in your suitcase like horizontally, so then you oh. can like see everything. Yeah. You do it in drawers, too. Nice. Just saying, check it out. Yeah. It's I awesome. need that. Maria Kondo folding yeah. changed my life. When you come out <laughs> of a suitcase, right. yeah, which you gotta we be organized. Do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you could rule the entire world for one day, what would you do? Oh boy, that's so tough. There was all these questions on Warren Miller's stuff too that were really throwing me off. Like, yeah. but 
Yeah, I don't know. Make everybody drink pink drinks? Yeah, probably. <laughs> At least try it. Yeah. Let, let those guys that are getting the just whiskey on the rocks try a pink drink. I know they'd probably enjoy it more because it's more tasty. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably everyone, give everyone a day off and let like the world just kind of breathe for a day. You know. Implement world breathing yeah. day. Yeah. That would be nice. You know. Sounds like you could use that though. Like, yeah. You need that. I Everybody need that. Maybe that. that's what I, I'm just reflecting this all on myself being selfish, but. It's okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I, I'd stand for a world breathing day. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend's always telling me, he's like, Amy, have you ever heard of a midday break? I'm like, no, that's when I work out. And yeah. he's like, no, 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 yeah. no. I'm the same person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like either at the gym or doing something, but. Yeah. So you grew up here in Jackson and ingrained in this world, but I'm curious, like, if there, if you could completely shift directions and snap to a different life right now, what would that be? Like, where would you go? I don't know. I, I feel like it's always so common for all the snow athletes to say that they'd go to the beach, mm-hmm. but I think I would go to the you beach. You would go to the beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a very... Yeah. I get that answer a lot, but yeah. I guess what I want to know is, like, why? What about the beach? Is it the warmness? Is it, the warmness? Think it's is so it like, the, like the sexiness yeah, of the bikinis and maybe. stuff? Like, I wouldn't say it's the sexiness of the bikinis. I think it's just the vibe of being able to not have a ton of gear with you all the time. Just being able to go in the, you know, your board shorts and not even just go surfing, just lay on the beach and not really worry. But I'm sure like if you actually lived at the beach, you would be, you'd miss seasons. Yeah. You would miss seasons and all that stuff. But the ocean's cool though. There's something amazing about the ocean. Yeah. It scares me. It scares me so much. I do love that though. When you're going on a surf trip and you just got like a carry on after like a winter. (laughs) I know. Right. It's so nice when you just have one bag. I like that. I I like agree with that, but then I know what a fool I am around the beach and what like a total kook I am. Yeah. That like I kind of maybe would want a life where I wasn't such a dork. Yeah. Because I feel out of place in the ocean. Yeah. I do too. I'm like a cat trying to swim out there. I'm terrified of open water, so. Yeah. I'm even scared of lakes. Like I'm convinced that there's sharks in the lakes. It's so weird. Someone else was telling me the other day they're scared of lakes. I don't understand this. Like what what is there to be scared of in a lake? I mean, it's just eerie. Especially the one out here. Jackson Lake is just like prehistoric. It's a glacial. It's so weird. There must be something in the lakes up here in Jackson because someone literally was telling me this the other day. It's spooky. And they'll go on these big swims in the ocean and they'll get scared in a lake. And to me, lakes are like. I mean, the ocean is. Like, you put me out in the middle of the ocean. With, but, like, realistically, there's nothing in a lake a that's going to get attack. you. Especially in, like, alpine lakes where you don't have, like, water moccasins or anything. Yeah, true. So I don't weird. know. You never know. Lake fear. It's a, it's a Jackson We trip. were in New Zealand once, and we had no idea, but we jumped in the lake off the dock. And then later, it was actually pitch black. We, like, jumped in. And then the next day, we were like, oh, yeah, we jumped in Lake Wanaka and whatever. And the locals were like, oh, did you see the eels? And we're like... Oh, no, God. what eels? And we went back, and there's like hundreds of eels just swimming. Oh, that's kind of gross. Yeah, that's. I guess like so, le- leeches could be like a lake problem too. But so then, do you believe in like the Loch Ness monster and stuff like that? You, I don't know. Maybe. Like we have in in Tahoe, we have Tahoe Tessie. Tahoe's scary though, because Tahoe's like. There's also like maybe a lot of dead bodies down there. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of creepy. Yeah. There's a Jack Cousteau ex like. Yeah. Um, heard about that. He did an expedition, and it's creepy. Go look it up. <laughs> I've he heard about it. I heard, I heard he says the world's not ready to see what I saw down there. So. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're curious, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we're going to do something we kind of do on every podcast. And I ask you to think about the last year of your life, completely outside of your life as a professional S-worder. Mm-hmm. And S-worder. And tell me two highs and one low of the last year of your life, like your personal, normal human being life. Uh, wait, two highs and one low? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we 
my girlfriend and I recently adopted a, a pug puppy. And a pug puppy? Pug puppy, yeah. Oh, my and gosh. And we rescued her from Arizona, and I actually flew to Phoenix and got her. And uh, she's amazing. Her name's Pep. Pep the pug puppy. Yeah, Pep, Pep and your step. Is she, so. Does she have Instagram? She doesn't, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really gotten onto that yet. Our dog doesn't have Instagram <laughs> either. I, I, I tried one. We actually, my family is like a huge pug family. Oh, so really? we've had three now. And I have another one called, named Sushi. She's eight. Oh my God, Sushi the pug. <laughs> yep. But is Pep that... is like our dog. We we always hijacked Sushi from my parents, but now yeah. Pep is with us. And So what is it about pugs great. that you like so much? I don't know. I just feel like once you go with a pug, like their their personalities are great. Yeah. I don't know. They're but so they're cute. all different. So. Yeah. Um, and then another high, I don't know. I think starting this business was mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And This was like your first summer a... of like full operation. Yeah. 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 And it started this winter and we did some events for like Travis and just some events in the town square and, and to what it's become is really cool. Yeah. And the amount of support we've had in this community, like with the press we've had is great. So yeah, it's been awesome. really cool. Um, and then a low. Yeah, I feel like the lows are good because it makes you like. Yeah, I can't. Reflect. Low, Not saying low, that nothing's always everything's great. The but, low can be really hard for people. Um, seeing my buddy recently go through like a really hard time with his family. Yeah. Uh, a family loss was really tough. Yeah. And this was pretty recent, and it's hard. it's it's yeah, it's hard to see. But well, with but, somebody you, know, you care about, you feel yeah. that with him. I think yeah, sometimes and, I find it's hard to be a good friend when friends are going through tragedy and yeah. I don't always know how to do that and yeah. be supportive because you yeah. care so much but yeah. like I mean he's like a brother to me and and it was really hard for me but you know I'm just trying every day to pick him up and yeah and uh do you have any advice for like when you have friends going through I hard stuff I just stay be there for them at just all times there. but don't smother them yeah you know that's so. how that's, but that's it's good hard advice. I mean it's a, it's a fine line between smothering and being you know yeah and afraid to leave him alone but yeah but I yeah. love him a lot, and, and you know, he's going to get through it, but of course. it's a tough one. Well, especially if he yeah. has such a good friend like yeah. you. Oh. <laughs> but oh, that's, that's definitely a low. But Yeah, but that is. It's going to be good. Yeah. It'll all work out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad he has you. Yeah. That's good. He has a lot of people. Yeah. He has absolutely. a lot of people there for him. So, yeah. So, did you, were you able to think of a story to tell us? I ask everybody to tell a story, to come with a story. Oh, I know. I know. It's so funny when you told me that because... I'm like, I have so many things, but when you actually are on the spot thinking about it, you're like, I know. What do I actually want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I have a couple. I have, I don't know, we can choose. So I had a really, I had a really bad hip uh, surgery when I was really young and it really affected a lot of things in my life. And then also I went on the Grand Canyon. So. Okay, I want. I can really I have young. both stories? Because yeah. I want to hear about your hip. Yeah. But then maybe I want like a <laughs> yeah. more uplifting yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's Start with the hip. Well, I don't know. I when I was young, I was in fourth grade, and I had a hip disease called Perthes disease, mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty rare. Your hip joint gets taken over, and it starts like deteriorating. Deteriorating. Oh what age are we talking about? I was in fourth grade, so oh, I don't wow. even know. I think I can't even think about how old I was. Like eight. eight? Yeah. Nine. Yeah. So I like fell on the ground one day. I couldn't even get up, and then it just kind of escalated, and then. I had to pretty much get like a whole hip replacement when I was that young. Oh my gosh. So they like cut my femur in half and twisted my leg around and plated and like fully redid my leg. As but, a small child. Yeah, it was very, very oh my goodness. intense. And then I got all the metal out a few years after that, but 
and you know, of course the doctors are always like, you're not going to be the same. You can't do this and that. And mm. I just think it's cool. I mean, I, it still yeah. affects me and I'm, I'm have definitely you ever had have to have to. like follow-up surgeries now that you're an adult. They want me to, but I'm trying yeah. to figure out a time to do it because it's Hips a, are tough. Yeah. It's a big recovery. Yeah. Uh, time frame. And so, so, like, do you think, I mean, this is going to dance on the lines of breaking the rules of my podcast, but how do you think that, like, that, being told that by a doctor when you're young and then turning around and becoming a professional athlete, like, yeah. how did that influence that path? I mean, you? I think it actually, I think this is goes for a lot of athletes, and they can say the same with injuries, but I think it fuels it. And if people yeah. tell you you can't do something, it's like you want to do it even that, like, that much more. And maybe so. you, like, do you think you could even have a deeper gratitude for, like, your body? Yeah. If like yeah. when you're a kid to go see yeah. something like that, that's crazy. Yeah. Gosh, you're a poor parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It was like, it was a long recovery and I was in a wheelchair for like four months and then crutches on for like six weeks or something. Wow. But, well, that's crazy. Yeah. And it affects me now with like hiking and stuff, but you know, might as well just do it until you can't and then, yeah. then fix it later. Yeah. I guess. Well, I, gosh, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very impressive knowing how you move on. But a- we all go through injuries. I mean, totally. you've been through many injuries. We all have. But yeah, it's part it's of it. It's cool. I mean, it all It's part of being fuels. a human being, yeah, too. It know? is. Because, yeah. gosh, sometimes the thing that'll take me out more than anything is like stubbing my toe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like the most painful thing ever. <laughs> Who made our toes so fragile? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they always get stoked. They're stubbed. really important, too. <laughs> They're really important. Okay, so tell me the Grand Canyon story. I mean, this isn't that cool. I just thought it was. I feel like the Grand Canyon is always It cool. was, you know, I was. 12 and I got to go down the Grand Canyon. I did a trip with like really close family friends of mine did and my you do dad. the whole thing? I did, yeah. Wow. It took us three weeks. Wow. It was like 260 some miles. Yeah. So I ended up kayaking a lot of it, but it was just a really cool experience. And being like that secluded and out there is so crazy. And just having these massive walls of orange every day yeah. and like not seeing what's above them is. It's really now. cool, but I'd rather, I really want to go back and do it now that I'm older because I feel like I'd appreciate appreciate it more. Well, I think you'd appreciate the solitude more, right? Yeah, like you, for it sure. It forces yeah. you to just, like Be you're saying, off. quit yeah. all the stuff and go off the radar. quiet your mind. Yeah. Like that's what I've heard from people that have done it. Yeah. So talk to me about the rapids though. Like I don't understand <laughs> these classes because I did a class three like day once on the, on a river and I thought it was going to be very medium. Uh-huh. It really didn't feel medium to me. Like I was in like a blow up kayak and yeah, we were swimming yeah. every hole in it. And then on the Grand Canyon, it's class yeah. five. Yeah. Is it well, really intimidating? I mean, I know you were 12 be. when you did yeah. it, but still like. I mean, we're with really experienced. My dad's been rowing rivers his whole life, really. Great and rivers up here. Yeah, we do. And he's, we call him old man river. Oh. No, I'm just joking. So he's a river guy. He is, yeah. He was a river guide for Mad River Boats here for a while, and he actually just got a shoulder injury, and he's been able, not able to do it anymore. But we're with really good people, and, you know, we've been doing river, We've been running rivers for a long time. So but you know. I do, you know, every turn you never knew, like, what was going to come up. I mean, all the rapid, the big rapids are named. Yeah, they're named, and they're, like, on your map. Yeah, they're on there. You're on your radar. But, but you don't, like, what's it called when you walk around them? Like a portage. portage. Yeah. You don't do that. You can anymore. if you, you can, want, but, but you don't. it definitely takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah, it went really well. I mean, there's massive rapids in there. Yeah. So, like there's like holes the size of houses and stuff. But And then it's sometimes just totally calm for a day. Like, and you're, you feel like you're not moving at all. Yeah. You uh, know? 
I want to do it, but I have to tell you. Yeah. I'm, ner- I'm yeah. nervous. Yeah, I would be should. really nervous. You but should. I'm not. I've only ever whitewater rafted once. And I, would, I wasn't oh, even yeah. in a raft. I was in a blow-up kayak. Yeah. Um, so that's apparently quite different. It's scarier too. in that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well, awesome. Well, I, we're already done. It breathes <laughs> by. Yeah. That's that's podcast. That Welcome to Long Underwear. I love it. So um, if people want to follow you or stay in touch with you or see where you're, what you're up to, where can they do that uh i mean just obviously instagram just at cam fitzpatrick um it's funny in the summer i kind of don't post as much stuff because i like to take the summer off but does, during the winter it's does a lot bar sip bar have an instagram it is yeah we do you guys post this, like cocktail recipes we do we, we do all sorts of cocktail stuff so if, yeah follow us is just at bar sip bar cool and uh we have a website barsitbar.com and then of but. course everybody will see you in Warren Miller's Timeless presented yeah. by Volkswagen this yeah. fall um, and will they see you on tour yeah yeah do I'm you gonna know try which to go. stops you're going to make it to I am going to Park City and Salt Lake Boulder Denver and then I'm going to try to do a few more yeah so. nice well I'm excited to out see there, it come out and see a yeah. show yeah. Um, obviously we're really excited Thank to share the movie with you guys this year and look for Cam and myself there and yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I feel honored to be part of the Long Underwear <laughs> podcast. Oh, you should do the new voiceover. <laughs> That's a good, you've got a radio. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Long Underwear. I'm Amy. You can find me at Amy Ski on Instagram. And I want to know your guys' listener questions. I think you guys have listened enough now that you guys have to have some good ideas for questions. So hit me up on Instagram. Send me a message. Let me know what you want me to ask these guys. And we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear. This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment. Don't miss Timeless, presented by Volkswagen, premiering this fall. Travel the globe with athletes like myself, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as legends like Glenn Flake, Kate Zeliff, Marcus Kasten, Ian Morrison, Baker Boyd, and more. All moviegoers will receive access to discounted lift tickets, gear, and swag. Go to warrenmiller.com for more. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Follow Warren Miller ENT on social media to keep the good times rolling. What's going on, everyone? Hallie O'Brien here, host of the Emmy Award-winning Snow Report show presented by Ski Magazine. If you enjoyed this podcast, then you're going to love the Snow Report. We talk skiing, snowboarding, weather, gear, beer, and every episode is a guaranteed good time. Catch new shows on Tuesdays at SkiMag.com.